Welcome to Kaiseki Anime, where we air new episodes every other week. Kaiseki covers currently airing anime, older series seen recently, and other relevant topics for the season. I'm your host, Marina, of the blog Anime BNB, and with me is my co host, Draggle, of the cleverly titled Draggle's Anime Blog. This week, we read the spring 2021 season. I don't know about you, but I watched and enjoyed a lot of shows this season more than usual. I did feel like there were a lot of shows this past spring, and I really struggled to keep up with them. I ended up dropping a lot of shows that we talked about in the preview, or not that I intentionally dropped them, I just sort of forgot about them um, in the lieu of other shows that were more interesting and just real life. Yeah, I dropped a lot of shows too. The, the, mine were all intentional, though. Yeah, there were only a handful that I thought were truly remarkable. Most of them were very much in the middle this season. Hmm. Interesting. I thought there were a lot of remarkable shows, but I guess we'll yeah. get into that <laughs> we'll later. we'll talk about that. <laughs> so let's start with the remarkably bad shows. Yeah, let's get those out of the way. We have only one show that we both agreed was in the shit tier. Hige Hero, after being rejected. Did. I shaved and took in a high school runaway. Alright, so you finished this. I, I dropped this. Oh, you didn't even finish. Okay. You obviously should know that this is not a show I would ever find interesting. No, it was so stupid. Oh my god. It was basically the whole story is like, oh, this guy is such a great guy because he took in a high school girl and he didn't even have sex with her. So this doesn't even improve near the end because I remember you having this reservation at the start and I thought there were a lot of red flags, which is why I didn't want to watch it. It was similar to another show where it was like an older guy and a high school girl, and there was no improvement? Not really, no. Hmm. Fortunately, he doesn't have sex with her. That's good. <laughs> but yeah, that's a pretty low, low standard. Does she ever have a good ending? Like, does she go back to where she came from? And... Uh, it was so stupid. Yeah, she went back to where she came from, and then she, like, got along with her mom again, and she's like, oh, my mom is actually trying hard. It's not her fault that she treated me like shit and kind of abused me. Hmm. So, so it kind of dodged that. Yeah. It, I did not like it. All right, well, let's move on from Hiki Hero then. Okay, let's move to Average. This is our biggest section, by the way. And starting off with 86. It's very average. This one's the one where they... I thought the first episode, they were uh, robots. But it turns out they were... Yeah, me too! Yeah, it turns out in a giant twist, they were actually humans. <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's what they want you to think, right? That's what this government wants their populace to think. Like, don't consider them humans. Consider yeah. them just whatever. Except right? the whole Less thing. The whole thing makes no sense because we learned like six episodes later that uh, four years ago all the eighty sixes lived in town with the normal humans. Yeah, I don't see why that doesn't make sense though, because this kind of thing happens in real life in other countries where people are repulsed and put in different sections. Like, I just read an article today on Twitter, but uh, an article 
about China and how they have camps that are even bigger than what there used to be in World War II for Muslims. So, like, this is not unheard of. They made it an extreme for an example, for sure. But I think it's good to note that this does happen. They, they, that part happens, but they don't think the Uyghurs are robots. Well, no, like, that's kind of <laughs> silly that they're trying to make them out to be. Well, it's because of the machines that they use, right? Like, let's say that we did have that technology where we were putting people in, like, robots to fight in a war. I wouldn't put it beyond certain governments from trying to make you think that way. Yeah, but I'm skeptical of that. Our, our turn of it is that they're just trying to make them think, make us think that they're less than human, like, less than the rest of the population. Right. So I actually disagreed. When you were, like, making fun of this and saying it's unrealistic and all of that, I thought it was extreme, yeah, but I thought it was important to share this kind of viewpoint because it actually does occur. Yeah, I still think But I'm it's surprised that you put it this high. I thought you would put it lower. No, I, it was fine. I just thought it was kind of boring. Oh, I never really was bored. Really? Then why but, did you put well, it as average? Well, just because I wasn't bored doesn't mean I thought it was remarkable. Uh, I, I thought the back and forth was a little was a little uh, distracting at times. Like I appreciated seeing things from different points of views, but then I just never really thought there was a true main character, you know, because we saw it from her point of view and her world. We saw it from their point of view and their world, and then I got confused where I felt like the show ended like three, four episodes before it actually ended. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's it's going on. There's more. There's actually like a second season too. Apparently. I'm so confused. <laughs> yeah. But okay. I I thought they just all died, but I guess not. <laughs> yeah, I just thought the pacing was was off. And uh, the organization of things and the POVs was just a little all over the place. But I still thought the story itself, the world itself, was somewhat interesting. And I'll probably see what more they have. If it's not terrible, I'll probably watch it. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably watch the second season, too. Um, but the next few couple of shows we're going to talk about are mine. Oh, and yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure you didn't watch these because they're sports shows. You're correct. <laughs> yes. So the first one is Backflip. And this one's about men's gymnastics, like rhythm gymnastics. And I liked this show quite a lot right at the start because... One, it's unique. I don't really see many shows of this topic. And it's a sports show, which I tend to always try out. And I thought it looked really good. Uh, the animation, the art style of their performances was pretty cool. But the further along it went, the more it just became sort of that average, you know, we're trying to improve, we're trying to get stronger. And it wasn't remarkable in any way. I think it was just like the uniqueness of the sport itself that kept me in it. Hmm. So backflip, if, if you like gymnastics, if you typically like sports shows, but if that's not your thing, then this is nothing special. Yeah. The next one, Burning Kabaddi. <laughs> I have a hard time pronouncing that because I'm not quite sure how to pronounce that, which is an actual sport. And I guess it's bigger in East Asia than here. We don't really have people who play that here in the US or in any part of the Western countries, right? It's famous for being in Nichija. Yeah. Uh, that's, I think, where I first saw it, too. And I thought it was just like a game that kids played. But yeah, it's a bigger deal than that. Like, full adult play. You can YouTube and check it out. But this was also fun. Um, again, uh, guy sports. So, well, I mean, we just see guy teams. Not saying that only guys do it, but the majority of the characters are male. And they are learning this sport called Kabaddi. And the main character was a former soccer star who gets pulled into the Kabaddi team. And it was just fun. It's just like good old sports 
anime, getting stronger again kind of thing. Nothing remarkable. And again, it's a unique point of view because we don't usually see this kind of sport. Let's move on to Combatants Will Be Dispatched, which is all you. I was guessing that this one is uh, by the Konosuba author, and it is by far the worst thing he has ever written. Oh, no. (laughs) That's so sad. Well, I don't know. Everyone has to have something that's the worst thing they've ever written. And yeah, it was, I guess it's still true. made average instead of shit. But it, it, it was kind of funny. I giggled sometimes. But <laughs> it, it was definitely not anywhere near the level of uh, Konosuba or that uh, wrestling guy one. So, yeah, I enjoyed it, but wouldn't really recommend it to anyone. Yeah, I don't even remember what the show's about. It's uh, There's an evil agent from an evil society who gets sent to an isekai world and he has to invade the world and conquer it and then he meets lots of cute monster girls i see yeah (laughs) (laughs) doesn't sound remarkable in any way it's not next one is all you so again we have another sports show this time from the girl side of things this is farewell my dear kramer which is about girl soccer in Japan. And I suppose this is, I think there's a spinoff of this as well, which is like a prequel, actually, because when we see them here, I think they're in, um, yeah, this takes place, most of the story of this TV series, which is 13 episodes, takes place in high school, but a lot of them know each other from their middle school years, and the prequel, which is called First Touch, which is a movie, which came out? Very similarly around this series. I'm a little confused about the timelines, but the prequel is in middle school. So I think that's why I get a little bit confused. Do you watch the prequel? No, I haven't. I, I started to, and I got confused about the timeline. I had to go back and forth to check, and I was like, oh, okay, so this is what's happening. Um, so I do intend to watch it, because I did enjoy the TV series, um, just these high school girls getting together and just really con- different points of views. You have girls who are more serious about this. You have others who are more casual players, and then they get kind of convinced to care a bit more. And then a-, a big topic of this show was the notion that if you are talented, if you are good, you have an obligation, especially in the world of female soccer, which is sort of a, a dying field. I don't know. I think it's right. like there's less less and less girls who are interested in it, less and less support from others outside of it, huh. and just overall less focus compared to men's soccer. And so one of the issues that another girl brought up, because her her middle school friend, they were on the same team together, and they promised to play together, and then they ended up being separated. And playing at different high schools and like the one went to a big name school and she was pretty much accusing her old friend of being like hey why didn't you join this high school like it's our responsibility we're the promising players of our generation we should have all gone to the same school the same team put ourselves like out there because like that's how we're going to get our name our names out there and attention on the sport and then the pushback was well why do i have to play with this need to save the sport, right? And it's actually more interesting to be on different teams so that we can fight each other as opposed to just like stacking all the good players on one team, right? And just flattening everyone else. Isn't it more fun to just fight against one another, right? Yeah. Yeah. And ultimately, I think that that's the decision that's made at the end. I think that's where they're steering the viewer towards is that it is better to play more for your own enjoyment and to help others on your team, like 
the team members that you have. Like they may not be the best players, but you have your own teamwork, your own friendships that are formed, and that it is more fun to go up against worthy rivals instead of just everyone being in, in the same place. Hmm. So I thought that was sort of an interesting discussion to have. Yeah, that's interesting. Because I think like in America, isn't women's soccer bigger than men's soccer? It's pretty big here. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, there's like Mia Hamm and didn't they win some tournament, the women's team? Yeah, I I admit that I don't pay too much attention, but I'm pretty sure that the U.S. women's soccer team is, is very strong. But I just don't know about other countries. It sounds like in Japan, uh, that's not the case. Mm. So if, if you had to pick, which was the best sports show this season? Oh, boy. Well... It's unfair because, like, the best quote-unquote sports show, if we're putting it in that genre, is actually Megalobox, but we haven't gotten to that one yet. <laughs> but of the three that I talked about, probably this one, just because I thought that the topics were more interesting. Okay, cool. But I still enjoyed the other two. Cool. So we can go ahead and move on to Fruits Basket, the final season, which I think is just me. Yep, that's all you, too. I don't really want to talk too much about this one because I actually was a little disappointed in it. I mean, I still enjoyed it. It's done. It's finally done. How long was it? Final was only 13 episodes, and then there was a Fruits Basket Season 2, and that one was 2-core. And then the season before that was also 2-core. So it took about five seasons to wrap up the entire Fruits Basket story. Okay, that's pretty long. It is pretty long, and there are some decent breaks in between, so it wasn't all just, like, one shot. Right. So it felt like it went on longer than it actually did. But five seasons isn't small, for sure. No. Okay. But it does wrap it up pretty nicely. So for those who watched the very, very first season that aired a long time ago, I think back in, like, 2006 or something, and then it sort of just didn't finish, should watch this one, because I think it does a fair job of retelling pretty much the exact scenes that you had from the original series and in the manga and then finishing it out in this final season so we get to sort of see a up to you if you think it's a happy ending i think it's a happy ending for most of the people involved of toru and the soma family oh yeah i I do have mixed feelings about it though because like at times i thought it was just sort of dragging out the emotions if you know what i mean (laughs) Yeah. Like, just, like, harping on just, like, how good of a person Honda was and harping on, like, the trials of the Soma family. It did go into, like, the history of how this all started, mm-hmm. their curse and their banquets. Like, it, it went way back to where it all began with the original Zodiac mm. and, and the god that they all um, loved and why this affected the Soma family in the future. So I really appreciated that because I never finished the manga myself. So I don't know if that's true to the manga, but I liked that backstory. But a lot of the ending, I, I, similar to 86, I felt like the show was ending for like the past four episodes, <laughs> like the final four episodes. It was just all ending. Oh my gosh. I thought it was worth it, I guess, to finish this by the end and to finally be done. Okay, cool. Well, the next show, I wished it was ending for the last, like, 12 episodes. I actually, what? I actually put this one in a shit tier, but Marina promoted it to, uh... I did. ...to average. I've been killing slimes for 300 years and maxed out my level. So, you finished this show. I did. Despite wanting it to end. I don't know why you finished it then if you didn't enjoy it. The uh, commitment... You're masochistic. I started. <laughs> you need to get over that, man. <laughs> like, if it's just not... 
interesting to you if you're like suffering through all of it and keep wanting it to end just stop no i refuse just stop no no <laughs> no <laughs> i enjoyed this so i guess i'm more curious why you didn't i was so bored it's like Every episode is like, oh, the cute witch meets some cute girls and they smile and have fun together. Yeah, that sounds like more my thing than your thing, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't understand again. Like, we've already talked about how boring is actually the worst thing that could be done in a show. Boring. Worse than bad. Like, if it's entertainingly bad, right. at least you're getting that out of it. But if you're just bored out of your mind, Hike then Hero why are you watching? entertainingly bad, at least. This yeah. one was just poured me out of my mind. Yeah, I should have dropped it, but I didn't. Yeah, I think that's a fault on you. I think this just isn't your style of show. I don't think it was bad. I don't think it was shit, which is the tier that you put it in. Because for those who are into that, you know, who like cute girls doing cute things, having silly adventures together, their personalities clashing, and oh, I thought this was a fun show. It was lighthearted, and I was usually happy. Uh, watching every episode week to week, and I got what I wanted out of it. Oh, good. I'm glad you liked it. Yes. I thought it was very cute, but nothing remarkable, which is why it's an average. I guess the next one are just me. The next two shows are you, because while I watched the first episodes of them and kind of thought about watching more, I didn't really have much time. And then when I asked people about it on Twitter, everyone seemed sort of wishy-washy about these two shows. And so I just decided not to continue but maybe you can tell me if that was a mistake no i would have been wishy-washy too i if you had asked me that both of these it's so weird because they're like they feel like the same show they're both set in like the 1920s 1930s they're both like an alternate history japan of that time involving vampires and stuff and like the secret underground spy things and uh I started, they're both very dark color schemed. Mars Red has more of a, like, Shakespeare thing going on, and mm -hmm. Juron has more of a, like, ninja thing. But they're, they're very similar, and it was kind of weird having them both in the same season. It's almost too, like, one was maybe geared towards women and one towards men, or is that just the first impression that I got? Because Joran is from a female point of view, and Mars Red is from a male point of view, isn't it? I mean, I guess, like, the main character are male and female on those, but I don't think it was really geared towards either. Okay. I, I think whoever would be fine watching them. Okay. They are just remarkably similar. Yeah, they, they were very similar. And both of them never really went anywhere. Like, it, you never hmm. got invested in things. Mars Red in particular was very confusing. Like, what's happening? Who are all these people? They all look kind of similar. And then Jaron, it, I, I liked Jaron better at first because it, it had a bit more investment. Like it had this little girl who, who was suffering and lots of uh, tragedy. But then I got really pissed at Jaron when like halfway through somebody, multiple people die and then they all just uh, come back to life the next episode and their deaths were faked. What? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Okay. So that kind of pissed me off. And Mars Red, I just had a lot of trouble following it. Did they have more episodic types of stories? And then... No, they, like neither of them were very one? episodic. They were both more of an overarching story. And was there a resolution at the end of either of the shows? 
Yeah, I would say they both had a resolution. Okay, that's good. So you don't really feel incomplete at the end. It was just sort of... Meh. I I felt very meh throughout. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think it's interesting. I think this is a topic that's been brought up before, but it's pretty common for anime seasons to have shows that sort of pair at the same time, but they're very similar to one another. Really? Yeah. I'd have to go back again and try to find the article or where I read that, but it's a little bit intentional. I think how the series, how they'll uh, studios will pick uh, shows that are very similar to one another, um, which is why you often see well, like very similar isekai or sports shows or like this vampire shows that come out at the same time. I never knew that. You'd think they'd want to split it, split it out to to milk the people who like that kind of show for longer. Maybe, or it's like a way for them to bounce off one another and be like, hey, if you like this one, you'll like that one and get more viewership. I, I'm not oh, sure. That makes sense. Well, the next one is all you. Morality the Part- Patriot Part 2 is a sequel, as the title would imply. The sequel to Moriarty the Patriot Part 1. That's right. And I'm not sure if there's going to be a continuation. I felt like it wrapped up fairly well what was done in the first season. Um, and obviously this takes part from the Moriarty side of things. If anyone's a fan of Shake of Sherlock, they'll recognize the name. But most stories are done from Sherlock's point of view. And he does feature in these these two series. Uh, but he's more of a side character. And he is sort of put against Moriarty like they're the two geniuses. But in far less of a opponent uh, way, it's more like they are rivals, but they respect one another and are kind of friends. Or could be friends and want to be friends. Um, but this is definitely more from Moriarty's side and sort of casting them in the, I don't, how do you phrase this? Like, but they're, they're a villain, but wanting to save their country they're like a, through or, villainous acts. They're like a huh? Robin Hood character. Yeah. Like, they understand that with the current government the way that it is, that most of the people that are enacting the worst crimes against the people are those who are nobility or those who are higher up and who will never go through the criminal system like they'll they'll never be convicted and so what is his solution well they're going to do what they can to reveal their villain villainous side of things or they're just going to flat out kill them right but then they always make sure that the crime is revealed so i don't think it's usually just like a straight out like i'm going to murder them Mm-hmm. And no one's going to know why this rich dude died. It usually comes to light, at least from what I remember, why this person died or who they were. But I really liked this show, honestly. And while it does have some like questionable um, morals, like I said, like if you are really against killing like that, like you just you just can't agree with Moriarty, and you won't be able to appreciate like why he's doing what he's doing. But I thought it was really interesting and a little bit understandable, even if the methods were questionable. So why did you fit it in average? Because overall, I felt like the second season was a little slower than the first season. And I thought it started to drag a little bit partway through. So I just sort of had lukewarm feelings to it. Like I liked the characters, but like the story itself, I I don't know. Makes sense. So the next one, I'm really surprised you left it where I put it in average. The Saint's magic power is omnipotent because I was, again, it's like I liked it at the store, like Moriarty. Mm. But the further along it went, it's just, it didn't pull itself into that remarkable status. It just 
became average. And by the end of it, I was pretty underwhelmed. I felt the same way. And I feel like the exact turning point was when she took off her glasses. Oh, no. Wait, but that was really early on, Draggle. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was an early turning point. <laughs> hmm. But you kept with it and you finished it. I did, yeah. It, it was fine. It wasn't bad or anything. Same. I thought it uh, it looked quite pretty, mm-hmm. that work. But yeah, it was just kind of boring and, oh, she does some new cool thing. Oh, she's going to the forest. Yeah. There was, like, very little drama. The one drama was uh, with the other saint girl. Yeah. That resolved really quickly, by the way. I know. <laughs> I, that's, I was so disappointed. I thought, like, oh, the saint, the other saint girl was going to be really mean and nasty and there'd be some fights. But no, she was just a, a nice girl who was uh, trapped by that stupid prince guy. Yeah, you know, maybe, okay, for the saint's magic powers omnipotent, I, I think my issue with this was, uh, although I had some issues, multiple ones, was I I just thought that there wasn't much conflict, right? Yeah. Everything resolved itself very easily. Uh, there weren't really any bad people. Like, the prince, he was a bit of an ass at the start, but then you see things from his point of view, so you kind of see why he was acting the way he was acting, and he sort of saved um, by the end based on like the way that he was trying to help out the other girl. Exactly. And he was purposefully making an ass of himself. So it's hard to like think badly of him after all that. Yeah. And then like you said, like the two saints, once they actually met and talked, like they're both good people. You know, you can't dislike either of them. So there's no real conflict there either. The only enemies that are in this show are the monsters, but... Hey, she wipes them out so quickly with love <laughs> that, <laughs> again, there's not much there, I guess. Other, uh, She's just, she's strong. She purifies. She cleanses. She heals. Like, okay. Yeah. And there's a little bit of love in there, too. Yeah. So, like, I, I've been killing slimes for 300 years. I, I would say that doesn't have much conflict either. The characters were sillier, though. Like, they made me laugh. I see. I, I thought, like, the way that they interacted with one another, at least I was, like, giggling and laughing. Like, the ghost girl. Like, the way that every time they summoned the demon girl, she always, like, landed in the bathtub. And I, like, I liked the way they were with one another. In the scene's magic power, like, there wasn't too much interesting in, like, character development or, like, the way that they interact with one another that really interested me. Yeah, it was kind of like a harem, and all all the guys were were very boring. Yeah. (laughs) And I guess that's another issue. You were wondering, like, why I didn't rate Moriarty Hider, and I think it was because it was so black and white about the villains in the show, like, the ones that he he was punishing. Like, they were just so obviously villainous that it makes you agree with what Moriarty is doing. Mm Mm-hmm. There is a little bit of gray here and there, but it's just, it was all very predictable, like how I should feel about people. I see. I was disappointed with Saints Magic. And also, like, the way they put the girls on pedestals for the most part, I was kind of like, oh, they're so good. Oh, they're so pure. Oh. <laughs> they must be protected. They must yeah. be protected, but they also have to save the save the world. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like the shows intended for girls have worse portrayal of women than the the ones intended for men. <laughs> uh, yeah, isn't that funny? <laughs> yeah. But uh, let's move on to the next show, which, wow, I can't believe you put it this low based on your initial feelings about it. I know. Although I can kind of see where you're coming from. Those Snow White notes did not end where it started. I put it in the shit tier and you moved it up to average. Because my feelings for most of the show were pretty positive. It wasn't until the ending that I was like, wait a minute. What are you doing? 
Uh, for me, it was a bit different. For after episode one, I was like, "Oh my gosh, the show's going to be amazing!" And then episode mm-hmm. two, it turns out they're in high school and they go to school and they start a club, and I'm like, "Oh my god, no!" Not this again. Not Draggle's Nemesis, the club anime. Yes, if you're gonna have <laughs> a club music anime, at least like have the ghost of Jimi Hendrix involved. Or... What? Uh, there, there's a great manga about. Uh, the school of music club founded by the ghost of Jimi Hendrix. It's a masterpiece. I see. Yes. Yeah. This was. I wasn't so repulsed by club by the club thing. Like, yeah, I get what you mean. The first episode definitely has you expecting something different, right? Yeah. It's fake. Yeah. Like we never see that girl again from the no. first episode who he stays with, right? They like, what the us. fuck happened to her? They tricked us. They did trick us. Yeah. Bait and switch, but. <laughs> I didn't think that the rest of the show was bad. I was interested in his growth with the club members there, like the way that they start to bond and then his his way of playing his instrument and his personal battle with like the death of his grandfather, who he loved very much and admired as a musician. Like I thought that was all interesting. Right. Um, but then like when it goes into the whole competition with his mother, like, I, I don't know, that's where <laughs> I just started to lose interest. And the way it fucking ended, I was like, okay, we're ending here? Really? <laughs> yeah. I think if if it hadn't started with that great first episode, leaving yeah. me to be so disappointed, I, I would probably have, not. I would have put it in average as well. Like I have such mixed feelings about his his stupid mom. Like I I think she's a terrible mom. Holy shit! Yeah. But like I still can't forget that scene with her at his apartment, right? The one that she gets for him, where she's singing and he's playing. And I wanted more of that. Come on. Right. But then she comes in as like. The villain who's pushing him to become a, a more p- famous musician who mimics the style of his grandfather. Like, I think that's pretty terrible, obviously. But yeah, like the whole ending arc with the tournament was... Yeah. I, I like seeing the different styles, the different people performing. But the way it ended and how it treated him as a character, I thought were pretty bad. Yeah, uh, and I hate tournament arcs too, so... I know. <laughs> Just everything combined to be a disaster. Anyway, did you watch Vivi Fluorite Eyes Song? I did. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure I bumped it up. Or actually, I'm not sure. Did no, I bump I it up or I, I left it? I it average. I was almost tempted to put it in good, but then I looked at the other shows in good and I was like, nah. And you know, I almost bumped it up to good because I was actually really enjoying every episode. What's funny is I never really wanted to like continue on to the next episode. I was pretty satisfied with only watching one episode here and there. Mm-hmm. But I thought each one of them were pretty nicely contained stories. Um, it's funny how it is episodic, right? Like, I don't right. really, I know that there's an overarching conflict of her trying to like save the world from massacring all the humans, right? right. <laughs> That's the, the bigger thing. But like every episode is kind of its own story as she goes back to another time to try to fix this path. But it's not an episodic where I minded it though, because each of the stories is pretty interesting on its own. They are. And yeah. you can tell they're they're building towards something. It's not like this happened and then we'll forget about it for the rest of the show. Yeah. Yeah. It's like building her character and things change from to in the next episode based on what happened in the past. Yeah. Like one of my um, favorite episodes or like one of the ones that confused me the most, but like in a good way, because I was trying to puzzle it out, was when she uh, has that meltdown after the guy kills himself, right? At the cathedral. Mm-hmm. And then the next episode, she has this total different personality, a very human personality. And she's a megastar now, right? right. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> Who is this? Diva? 
and she doesn't have her memories, and she's suddenly very human-like, like, what's going on here? But then they explain all of that, and I thought that was pretty cool, actually. Yeah, I agreed. The way that they had the two sort of, like, that mental battle, right? Right. Um, and then the handoff. But why then do we have this in average? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. It just never <laughs> it felt ending? very special to me. Like, I don't know. I'm a bit biased because I think about robots all the time. Yeah. Well, that's why I thought this would be even more interesting to you, right? Like the different um, issues that are brought up with each one of the episodes. Yeah, I don't know. The, the, more, the more you know about something, the more you think the popular take on it is stupid. So that, that kind of backfired for me, actually, knowing too I much I mean, is this a robots. popular take on it? It's just sort of bringing up different issues, like when they talked about whether or not like they should be treated like humans, right? Because like there's the episode about the idol who kills herself, supposedly kills herself. Yeah. Um, and then the one about them marrying, like a human and a robot marrying. Like, I thought those were all... That's the popular take, along with the, the robots are going to take all our jobs and kill everyone. Yeah, but I don't think that they were making a stand. They were taking a particular stance on them. I think they were highlighting those like popular takes and then telling you to think about it. Right. It's not something I'm interested in thinking about. That's how I should have put it. I see. Right. Were there any issues that you wish they had talked about that weren't covered? I wish, I mean, she's trying to make everyone happy with her song, and it took her like a hundred years before she learned the second song. Right. I feel like she <laughs> like that cracked me harder. up how much time passed watching that kid grow up, right, <laughs> of her writing this song. <laughs> but I mean, I guess it shows like how impossible that is for them to create, like truly create something of their own. I guess so, yeah. I don't know. It doesn't seem too hard to write a song. I can write a bad song very quickly. Yeah, but you're human. You're human. You're not AI like she is, right? I guess. <laughs> because the argument would be like, if they're creating it, like, aren't they just randomizing or pulling excerpts or examples or patterns from already pre-existing works, right? Which, honestly, don't humans do the same thing? We're heavily influenced by one another. Yeah, but I mean, they already have AIs that can create songs. And it doesn't yeah. take 100 years. So, But, like, are they good songs? I don't know if I've no, heard one. they're not good songs. <laughs> but neither was Vivius, so there. <laughs> I mean, certainly not the discordant version that they were creepily singing, right? Like, that wasn't, that was scary. Yeah, yeah. I, I think my biggest issue, though, was just, uh, I don't know, you have a robot, and why is she a singer? She's just kind of, like, boring, doing all these singer-idol things, right? Like, could we have a robot show that's not also an idol show? <laughs> well, I mean, okay, yeah. I think it's interesting juxtaposition to have this idol singer suddenly tasked with saving the world. But, like, they give her combat abilities, right? Like, they yeah, yeah. <laughs> teach her all that shit. So she's actually quite badass, eventually. She is, yeah. But And then her motivation is like, oh, I want to make everyone happy with my singing. And it's just yeah, a bit tiring. Well, I like that it was, like, sort of highlighting, like, all of their AI, like, the individual, that they mm. have this mission that they have to fulfill. Right, right. Then the part I hated most, though, was the sidekick, like, time-traveling robot. Oh, you didn't like him? Atumoto. I, I kept waiting for him to betray her. Oh. I, yeah. It would have been better if he betrayed her. Why would he betray her, though? We already have the story of one, one robot, like, that couple who betrays the chick because she's not like realizing his his mission great but like he came from the future to save the world right i think it would have been a better yeah. story if like he actually came from the future to destroy the world and he was check he was lying to us the whole time he's huh. like he's the only w word we have to go on about what the future is like 
right? Did, uh, there was, did you ever read the Ray Bradbury story about the man who traveled from the future? Uh, is that the title? Uh, I forget the title. But anyway, in the story, he um, he traveled to the future, and then he came back, and he told everyone, like, oh, the future is an amazing place. We solved global warming. We ended poverty, blah, 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 blah. And then the next, like, 100 years, it shows all the things he said would happen coming true. And then at the end, he's like, oh, actually, I just made all that up, and I imagined a, a future that was good and you all made it happen oh that's interesting it's not martian chronicles right because that's i think like the only thing i've no it's it's not read by him but i was hoping it would be something cool like that but no it was not cool that would have been a cool take but maybe they didn't want to repeat what was already written yeah although that sounds more interesting oh well vv had good intentions and i I was entertained week to week and I, i did really like the individual stories yeah yeah, maybe not the best choice of a protagonist role of her being a singer. Yeah. Okay, the last average show, The World Ends With You. Is this one only mm. me, too? Mm-hmm. I dropped it after the first episode. I just couldn't get in with the art style, and I didn't really like the whole setting and premise, but oh, really? go ahead. Okay, yeah, the art style was my favorite part. It's like very thick lines and interesting music. Mm-hmm. Quite quite unique, I thought. But yeah, I've, I played the video game like 10 years ago or something. And the video game was better, so... Oh. <laughs> so you don't think this is a very good adaptation? <laughs> it was average. Okay. But nothing great. I wouldn't go out of my way to watch it. Shall we move on to the good shows, finally? Sure, sure. The um, the first few that you have me listed, they're all you. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Well, Fairy Ranmaru. You don't watch Fairy Ranmaru? I dropped it, I think, after the first episode. Oh, it was so good. Oh! Oh! It was so good. Okay, tell me why. There's these fairies, and they want to save people's hearts, and they work in a bar. And uh, uh-huh. they meet these these girls who who ask them to save their hearts. And then they have, like, this awesome transformation sequence where they turn into <laughs> naked muscle men fairies. And then they uh. Uh, they unlock the key to the, the enemy's heart. And then they, uh-huh. then they chant at him, Go to heaven! It's what? it's so wholesome. <laughs> like normally you say go to hell, but they say go to heaven and then uh-huh. they, they save the girls. <laughs> yeah, and then later on there's like a bad guy who they fight against and he tells mm-hmm. them go to hell <laughs> and then the butler transforms into a naked fairy muscle man and it's awesome. Oh wow. This sounds uh sounds like quite a fun, colorful show. <laughs> yeah. See, I thought I didn't like Bishonen shows, but I was wrong. This I loved Fairy <laughs> Ranmaru. Done the right way for you. Yeah, it's the first Bishonen show harem that I I I loved it. I have nothing bad to say about Fairy Ranmaru. It kinda reminds me, isn't there another show about a bunch of like magical boys who are very I forget what the name of it is. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Like there's like one that is it's a couple of seasons actually and they're very similar sounding like that. Oh is it the one with the wombat? Yes. 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 I, I forget the title. the title too. This one was a lot better. Okay well that's interesting because I think I actually watched the first season of that one and it was entertaining and it was very novel to me at the time but then I just kind of got tired of it by the second season and maybe this one reminded me too much of it and I just was like eh, I don't really need to see like 
people with issues having that issue solved for them by some someone else <laughs> oh, that, that's another good part they they usually don't really solve the issues actually like some oh, no. some of the girls they come back for a second time to save their hearts and uh-huh. w- one of the boys he like actually killed the girl who asked for his help <laughs> what interesting <laughs> yeah it's it's quite good all, all of the stories like it sounds like such a generic setup but they always treated in a interesting way maybe i'll go back on like a slow season and try it again because that does sound a little bit more interesting than the other one yeah it was way better than the wombat one okay i watched the first season of that too before i gave up on it yeah sounds like we had similar take on that one yeah anyway enough about fairy runware which everyone should watch <laughs> the next one i debated putting this in average but i put it in good a full dive the, this ultimate next gen full dive rpg is even shittier than real life what a mouthful of a title what a mouthful of a title indeed and it was indeed shittier than real life the boy he starts playing a he gets checked into playing a game by uh, the girl at the video store who rips him I off. remember this in the first episode. Yeah, yeah, I watched yeah. this one and dropped it. And then the game really sucks. Like, he has to go poop in the game, and he he's oh really weak. And uh, if he dies, his uh, video game console will explode. But he keeps coming back for more, and he keeps playing this game for some reason. Why, though? <laughs> Do they say why? Well, it, it starts. he starts out playing it because the, the girl in the video game store says he'll marry him if he beats the game. Oh. But then later, he, he comes to be like, I hate this game so much, I have to beat it. He's kind oh, of stupid. And then he gets egged on by this uh, internet troll. What do you mean? What do you mean you're the same way with Anime Dragon? I, I hate the show. It's so bad, but I got to finish it. Was it was very relatable to me. Uh. <laughs> Maybe that's why I liked it so much. Maybe. And then it's there's like a harem of girls in the video game, except they're all crazy. There's the one who wants to make him pee in his pants. There's the one who wants to murder him. Oh, and there's the video game girl who wants to, like, explode his uh, console. Huh. So I, it, it was really stupid, and I really liked it. Stupid in an entertaining, good way. Well, I wouldn't go so far as good, but in an entertaining okay. way. Yes. Yes. Okay. Next one, which you also didn't watch, I assume, How Not to Summon a Demon Lord Omega. That's correct. Yes. This one we watched with Classy. It was really trashy. It was a lot of fun. I'm trying to like look at it and remember it, and I don't even, I don't think I even tried it. <laughs> it like started out where this guy was summoned from the other world and he was the demon lord. And then uh, these two girls tried to enslave him, but he had like a magic reflecting ring, so they became his slaves. So they failed. I see. Yes. And uh, then uh, he goes on an adventure and he, he terrorizes the world as a demon lord, but he's actually pretty nice. It's like Overlord, where he's like very shy and can't talk to people, and <laughs> the only way he can talk to people is by like acting evil and putting on a big hammy demon lord act. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. I mean, in Overlord, I think it's it's hilarious because like no matter what he says, no matter what tone he tries <laughs> to take, it's always taken in like the demon lord you are evil way. Right, right. The man can't win. Yeah, th- this one's like sim- quite similar to Overlord, except uh, more perverted. Oh, okay, maybe that's why. I'm just like, I don't need the perversion. Yeah. I already have Overlord. Yeah, we, we had fun and classy. That's good. Anyway, I think finally when you watched... I don't know why I finished this. I what? just actually didn't like it. What? This is higher than I would have rated. I would have what? rated this lower. <laughs> Osamake rom-com where the childhood friend won't lose had such a shit ending that I, I wish I hadn't finished it. Oh, I don't even remember what the ending was. 
the ending was that she wanted she tricked him into being like sort of friends with benefits but not actually true benefits like she didn't want to be truly rejected when she saw he was about to reject her then she was like no 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 let me just be like you know uh, yeah. pretend girlfriend or like yeah well the manga is still ongoing so if you want to know what happens the the manga is also pretty good <laughs> I don't care to know what happens because I actually think they're all bad characters, except for I kind of like Shiro, Kachi. She's a, she's a sweet girl. She, she never, that never changed in my mind that she was a sweet girl. I see. Well, I, I think they're all terrible people too, but that's what I liked about it. Yeah, you like those casts that are full of terrible people that all bounce off one another, yeah. don't you? I, I feel like <laughs> it this would have actually been perfect as a movie, which ended on episode three. Because I feel like after episode three, it all went downhill, kind of. Yeah, it's weird, right? Like, it felt like there were definite endings, and then they just kept going. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I I thought, like, the whole focus on, like, that producer from that company that tries to get them to all be actors, like, I thought that was dumb. I agree. But then I was, like, kind of interested in that that group that they form like i thought that was a cool idea yeah but then like them all becoming stars i thought was also like while interesting i also just thought it was just dragging on yeah and i've i felt like the whole uh little sister character yeah i could do without her. her yeah maria yeah yeah I mean, I, well, I think it, there is merit to her being someone from his past in the professional world. I just wasn't a fan of the whole, like, little sister thing. No, I hate little sister. Like, there's already little sisters in, like, wh- why? Like, why do you have to have duplicates? Uh, Kuro, right? <laughs> her little sisters are, like, his little sisters, right? So, yeah. like, why do you need more? Well, did you ever watch this anime called Who is Emoto? <laughs> Um, I remember that one coming out, but I'm pretty sure I avoided it. Anyway, there can never be too many little sisters. Yes, there can. Yes, there can. They just start (laughs) to feel like duplicates or like, well, I think it's because uh, I feel like we feel closer to Maria first before we really get to know Kuro's little sister. Mm -hmm. Um, And when she like reveals that she also likes him. So then it just feels like mm, too much. Yeah, I would say that one little sister is one too many. In this show, particularly. In any show. Yeah, and this title where the childhood friend won't lose, like, maybe in the manga that's that's a better title for it, but for the show I feel like they definitely all lost. No, it was a good title for this and the manga, because it's like all a right. troll title. It's like, because uh, you, you start out reading the manga and you think you know who the little, who the childhood friend is. Yeah. But then you get, like, the second volume, and you realize everyone's a childhood friend. Everyone's a childhood <laughs> friend! Jokes on you! Yeah. Yeah. But then after that, it just became very tired to me, and I'm just like, fuck, Kachi's best girl. What, what What? the fuck is going on here? Like, why isn't she just the obvious choice? Yeah, I I agree. Well, I, I, like, I like Korra better, just because she's more evil and stupid. Well, she's entertaining for sure, but as a person, I think she's a terrible person. Oh, I agree. <laughs> no question about it. <laughs> That's why I loved so much the end of episode three, where there's like that big uh, confession scene where every single person loses. It's great. Yeah. It's great. Of course you would. <laughs> okay, so the next one I, I dropped, I think you stuck with, so I am a spider, so what? I loved it. Yeah, the spider is a spider, and so what? And she's, uh, I love how she's super enthusiastic, and she has all these arguments with herself. Yeah, you like those kinds of things, right? It's similar in the villainous one. There was, like, her whole classmates from school, which is, like, maybe half the show. That one, kind of boring, but it ended up coming together in the end, like, the last episode, okay. I think there's going to be another season, hopefully. But I really enjoyed this one. 
I probably would have upgraded it if there weren't so many shows in Amazing already. So many. Well, I was going to ask you, like, what barred it from Amazing? Like, if it was Amazing to you, then so what if there were multiple Amazing shows? Yeah, I guess so. It's it's on the upper end of the good shows. Okay. Yeah. Same with the next one, actually. I think in any other season, I would have put it as Amazing. Super Cup. You watched this one, too, right? I did. I enjoyed it quite a lot. I watched it with Kebu. Uh, we both were really into the whole, like, her passion for her Super Cup. And I enjoyed the friendships that she made with the different girls, but how very um, much into her cub that she was and to her private life. Like, I, I liked the sort of solitary nature of the show, even though it goes to show that she is, like, she wants friends, mm-hmm. right? What is it about the show that I thought was so good? I just really enjoyed every episode. Yeah, it's so much enthusiasm for the Super Cup. <laughs> it's, like, such a simple premise, but... I liked it a lot, and I liked the characters. I really liked the girl that they befriend later on, the third one, who I just kept waiting for her to get her cub. I was like, okay, so she's got, like, a normal bike. Yeah, she, it feels like she betrayed them. She has, like, a commuter bike. This is fine. And then that hilariously overdone drama of her having that accident. Like, okay, this is silly. Totally not realistic what happens here. I know. I but- had my, like, mouth open the whole time. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> was so dumb but so entertaining (laughs) but then like i love her i love her family and their shop that just cracked me up she has some really funny line like super cub can't save you or (laughs) something like that remember (laughs) i I think so and she really puts them on a pedestal doesn't she but they all they all put their super cubs on a pedestal so yeah the one girl is like i knew you would come save me on your super cub And then by the end, she gets an even nicer one than both of them, right? Oh, did she get a super cuff? Yeah, she gets one at the very end. And it's like a newer, fancier model than both of theirs. Oh, I was confused. I hadn't realized she got a super cuff. I thought she got some other motorcycle. No, no, well, it's a, I think it's the same brand, but like a expensive one. I see. (laughs) So yeah, I was like, oh, she finally joined them. But hey, she can afford to have like a way nicer one. But hey, maybe she won't go and take stupid paths in the middle of the winter and then throw herself into the river and just lay there like a dum-dum. Yeah, I'm not sure she'll, her (laughs) friends should trust her with a super cup. (laughs) Right? After that, I think, I think she needs to, to not do that for a while and then the friend who has like that fight with mount fuji like that was so dumb but also so entertaining (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) both kiro and i are watching we're like um why is she going so hard at it like if she would just take a more measured approach yeah she'd be up there easy you don't have to like take the curves at 80 miles an hour (laughs) (laughs) and like hit every possible fucking rock and pothole that you can seriously i I feel like if i flew off my bike once i would like slow down yeah same like keep going at it stubbornly keep going yeah and wait until i fall off a cliff and basically trash your vehicle yeah She was lucky she only trashed her vehicle. Seriously. But I think what stops this show from being amazing is that it is such a simple premise, right? And like you said, there are a lot of other shows that really stand out. So then it's like, well, how can I put them on the same level? Right. I think any other season, it would have been like in the top three, probably. Yeah. Let's move on to amazing then. Okay. I think the first one is only me. Yep. Darn. Darn. Back arrow. It was so good. I mean, I have heard, like, other people love this. I think it's amazing, so go on and convince me. It's amazing. 
They fight the evil French angel of God clowns in their giant robot. It's glorious. If you like fun, you'll like Back Arrow. Okay. I mean, I like fun. What a call out, Draggle. <laughs> I don't have anything mm. else to say. It's it's glorious. Okay. It's ridiculous. Okay. I loved it. Go and try it on behalf of Drago, yeah. not on behalf of me, because I don't know anything about this well, show. Well, you should try it, too, on behalf of Drago. I'm pretty sure I remember the first episode being dumb as fuck, but, you know, yeah, dumb can dumb be fun, too. <laughs> I'm not ashamed to admit it. What about Megalobox 2 Nomad? I guess we can both agree this is also amazing. It was also amazing. It was not dumb as fuck, but it was amazing. No. I... Also, really, like, everything about this, I guess, the, the writing, I thought it was a stronger story than even the first Megalobox. Absolutely. And then the soundtrack was, I just loved the yeah, music in the show. Yeah, they brought in, like, the Mexican music. Yeah. And then um, just the point of views that we had with the refugees and just, like, the people that he spends his time with. Like, I just really enjoyed the writing in this show. Yeah, it's it's not afraid to be political, like a lot of animes. Yeah. Like, it talks about immigration and refugees, mm-hmm. and one of the characters is Mark Zuckerberg, and... <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I was really conflicted when he was first introduced. I was like, I feel like he's a bad guy, but I don't know how to justify this. I knew he was a bad guy, yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, you know, he's a bad guy later on. I knew it. I knew it. It, it wasn't very subtle, no. <laughs> he's just totally lacking in empathy. I'm just amazed at just like how much he lacks as a human. Right? Seriously. You can see the robot behind the eyes. but <laughs> Hey, that's mean to robots. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Vivi, but I'm just saying, that's Vivi what people say about Zuckerberg, about right? Vivi would have been better than this dude. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I also really love like, that conflicted stance of the family man, right? Him and his mm-hmm. wife and his child. Like, I can feel bad about what happened to him, right? Like, she had a choice, but then she made the choice to save the child that she knew he also loved, right? Right. Even though it guaranteed he remained paralyzed for the rest of his life. Right. And then uh, I really liked the ending of that with the end of their boxing match, too. Yeah. I thought that it wasn't going to end. I thought they were going to fight it out and someone was going to die. I thought Joe was going to die. Yeah. And so calling it like that, at first I was like, wait, no, let them finish. And then I was thinking, I'm like, no, that's actually a better ending. I'm, I'm glad that they called it there. Yeah. You know, people walked away, they were satisfied with it, so why not give us a happy ending? Yeah. <laughs> we deserve this. They deserve it. They did, and it was great. I also loved, like, seeing Joe having ruined all his reputation and then coming back. Yeah. And, and sort of have to, like, work to get it back. Yeah. And work to earn people's forgiveness back. Yeah. It was a great show. hmm So even if you don't like sports, watch Megalobox, because it's so much more than that. It, it barely has anything to do with sports, yeah. That's why I liked it. It's more character stories with some some punches in between. <laughs> yes. Okay, let's move on to my most excitement of this season, which is Odd Taxi. Mine too. Oh my god, it was so good. It was, I think, I think this is the anime of the year. Uh, easily. Okay, I know it's early because it's only spring and there's two more two more seasons. Well, but it's definitely better damn. than anything this season, so. <laughs> yeah, and like, I'm trying to think of, okay... Time flies by so fast when you watch airing anime season to season, but I'm trying to think of what the favorite anime was last season, or last year, of 2020. But even, like, compared to last year, I feel like Odd Taxi would have been way up there. 
trying to remember ones that were our favorites from last year. We've got Golden Kamoi, we've got Akudama Drive, we've got, uh, what else did you say? Dora Hedera. Dora Hedera, which was also amazing. But Odd Taxi just is strong on every front that I can think of. It has such a unique visual style. The characters are written, they're very interesting. No one is just straight up black and white, a flat character. They're all very complex. It has a good balance of drama and humor. Yeah? Yeah. Some thrills in there. Like, it's just it's just so good. Yeah, it was amazing. I love the ending, too. <laughs> the ending is so good. I, you know, you were spot on. Like, after you said it to me when we've talked about this in the, in the episode dedicated to Odd Taxi. What did I say? I was like, hey, you were the one that said that he's the only one that sees them as animals. Oh, yeah. And then that's revealed to be true, right? Like, I didn't expect that ending for them to reveal, like, for them to lift that veil for us. And then they do. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought was pretty cool. Wow, it was good. And then it's funny, like, how similar and how, like, representative they are of the animals that he saw, right? Yeah. I really liked how I took that, like, kind of psychology stuff, too. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's all bullshit psychology, but who cares? I've already recommended this show so many times to other people who aren't even anime fans, um, or, like, ones who are sort of interested in anime, but just really want good stories. And, like, this is immediately what I say, is Autaxi. Yeah, I recommend it to a couple of people, too. And, oh, the music is good. Like, not just the writing mm-hmm. and the visuals, the music is amazing. And I, I really like the comedians. I thought they were funny. <laughs> Even though they feel sort of like a side story, they, they're still involved. I liked everyone. Like I liked, I liked everyone. I liked the stupid cops. I liked the gangsters. <laughs> oh, I love the rap gangster. He was probably my favorite, just because he's a rapper. <laughs> I like how the twin cops, like, did have their sort of confrontation at the end. I thought that was good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, they, I can't think of any, like, weak characters along, or yeah. points in this. Me either. And wow, I, I don't know if there's going to be a sequel here, because they sort of imply that something's going to happen to him at the end with the idol. But wow, I did not expect that. The the idol to be, you know what? Psycho? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that came out of nowhere. But like, it fits. And she's terrifying. She is terrifying, yeah. Yeah, she. we thought she was like the only character they hadn't said much about. Right? And then she ends up being the one. I mean, maybe that was the uh, hint, yeah, right? Yeah. Is that she was like the only unremarkable one. Exactly. There's no one unremarkable. Yeah. Everyone is insane. But I feel like we can just like gush on and on about this show, but we don't have too much time. So let's, let's move on to Shadow's House. Yeah, let's gush about something else. Shadow's House was also amazing. I just, I loved the setting. Same. And uh, the art style also, again, very unique here. I remember being sort of put off at the first mm-hmm. episode when a lot of the characters that you saw were just like, black. they had no face. <laughs> black! And I was like, is this lazy character? Does it, like, are the artists <laughs> lazy? Like, what is this? But then, no, no, it, it totally works. It did, yeah. yeah. It took me a while to, like, get into it. But once I figured it out, I was like, oh, okay, this is good. Like, when I started it, I thought, like, oh all these shadows are conspiring to keep these humans down or something. Yeah. But then it turns out, like, the shadows are good, too. Did you know that there is actually, there is source material to this and that fans of that are actually not fans of this show or a lot of them have issues with the show? I knew there was a manga and I added it to my reading list, but I, yeah, I need to read haven't it. read that I yet I and it. I didn't know that. Why did they not like it? Um, I guess because this is not even, like, the main story that was told. So, like, this is just, like, a small part of it, and there's, like, a lot, a lot, a lot that hasn't been um, shown. So I guess there's lots of room for more, right? Yeah, okay. (laughs) Because I I think this anime, I think it's an anime original story, even though there's a source material. 
someone, hopefully, if they're listening and they know more, can correct me. But I think that's what they didn't like about it. Huh. Okay. Well, I thought it was still pretty good. So I thought so too. So if the manga is even better, hell yes, we should go read it. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'm somewhat skeptical of when people say stuff like that, though. Because yeah, I think a lot of people get so wound up in their favorites that they just can't appreciate like yeah. other variations of it. I agree. And you you have to set them apart in your mind. Great. Let's move on to a show that's all you. S S S S Dina Xenon. You didn't watch this. I, I did not. Oh my god, you're missing out. Isn't this kind of like a sequel? No. Well, I don't know. They both start with SSSS, but they have nothing oh. else in common. Oh, I thought this was like a spinoff of some other show. They're both a spinoff of Gridman, I think, which is something yes. I never watched from a really long time uh, ago. I think... Oh. Oh. No, the SSSS Gridman is a spinoff of a different one. Yeah, the SSSS Gridman is a spinoff of Gridman. Which I never watched. Yeah, and this, that's true. This is also, a, I guess, I don't know, maybe this this is probably a spinoff of one of them. Okay. But I, I'm not sure, like, how they had much in common, except they both had robots and monsters fighting each other in some city. So you, you definitely don't have to watch anything else to appreciate either of these. Okay. But this one was really good. It's similar to Gridman, where they it just like looks really pretty. And then there's, how do I say it? It has very little exposition and very little talking, more than needed. Like what I really like about this is it'll show something and the characters will both watch like some building explode. And then they'll just like look at each other and they'll be like, oh no, or something like that. It communicates a lot without much speech, mm-hmm. which I really liked. And then it has awesome robot battles where they like combine in crazy ways. And the other thing I like about it is how most of the characters are super half-assed about everything. They kind of get recruited into fighting the monsters, but they don't really care about the monsters or want to fight at all. And there's this one guy who's like super enthusiastic. So as an example, like they're fighting this monster. The girl shoots a beam at it and she, like, they have to call their attack names, of course. So she's like, uh, something, something, beam. And then the guy, like, interrupts her and he's like, mega hyper infinity beam. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it has quite a good sense of humor. And, uh, yeah. And the villains are cool too. They, like, they're supposed to be evil, but they mostly just like hang out eating hamburgers and going bowling and stuff. I mean, that makes them more interesting, right? Because they seem more relatable in that way. Somehow it makes them seem less relatable. But I, they're they're all very strange. <laughs> eating burgers and going bowling. Is that relatable to you? They're like going eating burgers and going bowling in the town where they're trying to kill all the humans. Oh, uh, I guess it's a little... So it's, uh, it's yeah. a bit uh, <laughs> absurd. <laughs> It's odd, like, they're they're reaping the benefits of humans that they're trying to kill. Yeah, they, <laughs> they don't seem to really have anything personal against humans as they try to kill them. Yeah, it's a little strange. So, I, I loved it. Yeah, I admit, I didn't actually even try this. Oh, so okay. Maybe that's why I didn't, like, get into it, is I, I had no feelings of good or bad, because I just never got around to watching the first episode. Like, I intended to, and then I just didn't, and then I just forgot about it. Okay, yeah, I think uh, this current season, there's not as much stuff to watch, so maybe... So I should go watch this. This is your chance, yes. Okay, okay, I'll, I'll try to remember that You should that watch title. Goodman, too, if, SSS Goodman, if you didn't. I did, oh. I did, it's just, my memory's pretty hazy, but I'm pretty sure I finished that show. Okay. Yeah, so... Last of our amazing shows, but not the least, is Zombieland Saga Revenge! I, I can't believe I like this so much. 
What do you mean? I thought you liked the first season. I did, but not as much as this season. <laughs> what made this show even more amazing to you? That's a good question. I don't, it just had like mm. so much enthusiasm and it was so much fun. Why did you like it so much? I don't know. It's just a continuation of what was already so much fun before. Like, I had a lot of fun with the first season with the characters. Like, it's idols, and we're kind of tired of idols, yeah? But done in such a way, they're zombies, that is supremely entertaining. I yeah. just love the way that they interact with one another. Again, that's always a big thing for main stories, right? Are the characters themselves and the way they bounce off of one another. Is it interesting? Mm-hmm. And they are. They're very funny. They don't always get along. They try to eat each other. (laughs) And then their producer, their handler, whatever you want to call him, he is ridiculous. And he goes through his slump, and then they have to, like, get him out of it. And (laughs) And I I like that we do have some history. I thought it was really good that they showed us, you know, the um, origin of all of this. Like, why were they specifically, like, revived? What does it mean to save Saga? I still am not 100% sure what that means, to save Saga. But (laughs) I don't think they know either. But I mean, I think it was like, save it from being erased from history, right? And they they certainly do that, I think. Right, right. <laughs> Maybe I just don't remember how much I liked the first season. I think we both pretty much loved the first season. Okay. But it's it's not often, well, I thought it was Megalobox just proved good. us wrong, but I think it's pretty common for sequels to sort of feel like they are just harping on the successes of the first, right? This one did not feel that way at all. No, no. Like like <laughs> Megalobox, I think it just like it kept up with what was so great and then did even more. Yeah, this one it was even crazier than the first one. Yeah. Well, I loved every arc, but I was thinking just now of the arc where like their idol group fights that little kid. Oh, you still like that. You talked about that the in the episode where we mentioned oh, like, just this one. Yeah, I really like that one. Yeah. <laughs> Him against Lily, right? And 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 against them. Yeah. It, it's so funny. Like these girls are such failures that they can't even beat a little kid. <laughs> <laughs> failures? Great. That's harsh. It's true. <laughs> I liked when they had the big disaster that happened and they sort of had to rally people at the shelters, but then they were trying to do their own makeup, which we know they're terrible at. <laughs> <laughs> and trying to like hide it and then you know then they have to cover for when they reveal that they're zombies to everyone and then roll with that and then their trek across the natural disaster to get to their performance <laughs> that was all good yeah my favorite part of that was when uh the disaster happens and they're watching their house get like swept away in a river and then someone's like why aren't you more concerned? And they're like, by now, this is just normal to us. <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> yeah, which is true. Like, they've been through shit yeah. so many times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I should rewatch the first season. Yeah. And that wraps up 2021, right? Like, we've got some ongoing shows. Yeah, we, let's show we talk about them very briefly. Very, very briefly, because I'm assuming you're probably going to talk about them in the preview again, especially since you start with Boruto. Boruto is amazing, as always. You all should watch it. Here is your repeated plea for people Please to watch, watch it. Please watch Boruto. Now there's an arc about uh, child abuse, and Boruto's oh. dad was uh, trapped in a rice bowl on the moon. What? And they rescued him. So there's a lot going on. Here is my ongoing reminder that I should finish or I should catch up on Boruto. You should. Yes. My Hero, my Hero Academia. Academia. I'm kind of bored. Ongoing. I didn't drop this. That's why it's still here and it's still ongoing, right? Yeah. But 
I got bored with the. It's not a tournament, but they were competing against one another. Is where I stopped. Yeah, I was, and bored I still too. mean to catch up. That finally yeah. ended. They had another froggy episode, but it oh, it wasn't. That sounds promising. Yeah, it wasn't as good as the first one. Oh, yeah, I'm getting bored. Like it's threatening to be dropped because it's boring me right now. Yeah, same. Anyway, next Thunderball Fantasy, fucking amazing. Would have been on of my course. amazing tier. But it's not done yet. No. I'm looking okay. forward to the next season, too. Two-Year Eternity, also amazing. Still need to catch up. I still have only seen one episode. I love it. It's on my to-watch list. Tokyo Avengers. Yeah, it's... Are you still watching I, this? Yeah, I'm still watching it. I am, too. I don't know what it is about it, but um, Kaylee and I are watching this together, and for some reason, we just never have an inclination to click and watch it the next episode but once we do we get into it it's weird yeah i don't know it feels like each episode flies by and they're usually pretty enjoyable yeah but then for some reason i don't ever have like a desire to watch it yeah i think it's i don't know the main character is kind of a stooge yeah he just just like there's nothing compelling about him right i find like his journey itself compelling and the other characters are interesting but then himself and then I just never desire like to click on this show when I'm trying to watch anime. Yeah, and I don't know. It's interesting how like this uh, middle school gain evolves into some terrorist crime organization. Yeah, uh, okay. I'm still hanging in there, but I'm I've fallen behind. Yeah, I we need. I feel like we need some more betrayals. That'll make it more interesting for sure. Yeah, we need uh, not to to betray him. <laughs> But that is the last of our ongoing shows, right? And we're finally at the end of our Spring 2021 review. Yay! Yay! We made it. It was a great season. Tune in again to Kaiseki Anime Podcast two weeks from now. Please feel free to send us questions or comments on Twitter with hashtag Kaiseki Anime Podcast or on our individual accounts at Draggle underscore Coon and at Anime BNB. Listen and review us on Apple Podcasts so we can continue to grow and improve. You can also find us on Google Play and Spotify. Thanks for listening. See you next time.